Till the tears run down from my eyes Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody Can anybody find me? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to Free Thinkers Radio. I'm Ebony Dixon, the Baby Jumper, your host. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Will. Good evening, everybody. It's J.B. Sampson. Hey, guys. This is Beth. Chris M.C. Raymond Davis. Justin Thomas Williams. Antoine. I'm here. See right. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's William. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Stand up, baby. You know what I'm saying? Oh. That was David Pendergrass for everyone to know. Um, Tonight, we're going to be talking police conduct and justice. And in a few minutes, we're going to show you the police dash cam that was released um, during the Philando shooting. It's graphic content. It's graphic verbiage. Um, So if you have any young ones you don't want to see see the video, then please don't watch it. Ebony, we're going to be talking open fire season. We're going to be talking about police conduct and justice. So um, stay tuned and feel free to think freely. This first song is rather appropriate. It's called Arrows by Jimmy Needham. Every time I breathe the air. There's no denying From the oceans wide To the starfish sky To my baby's cry Oh, you're everywhere There's nowhere I go Your glory isn't revealed I just look up and see it Everywhere I go, I see it Maybe play those right There is more than meets the eye What I witness with my eyes Tells a bigger story Like the serpent on the staff Like the ark that no had You're painting pictures that Oh, echo your glory When Moses struck the rock The secret was spilled Hold of me 
viewer discretion is advised. Um, this is graphic in nature content and verbiage. So, yeah. Stick with us. Again, we have Chris Davis with us, who used to be a police officer. And we have Mr. Justin Williams, who is an attorney, and Antoine Seawright, Democratic strategist. Amen. Uh, Today, I'm just here as a concerned citizen, <laughs> a person of color, a Which young is why black he's male. In sweatpants and not a suit, right? Joggers. <laughs> <laughs> For the culture, for the culture, Beth. For the culture. I can only be me. You be you, and then we learn from each other, right? That's how what it's all about. Each one, reach one. Teach one, too. So we're trying to get the video together for the um, Philando shoot- shooting the police dash cam. Um, we do want to continue to warn you of the graphic content and the graphic verbiage. Four bullets into him, sir. 
wheel pass her out! Ma'am, exit the car right now with your hands up! You see your hands! Exit now! Keep them up! Keep them up! Where's my dad? Where's my dad? Take me and walk backwards! Walk backwards! One adult, six nine twenty one. I'm sorry. One adult female can take into custody. Driver at gunpoint. Juvenile female child is with six nine twenty. Me, a couple other squads block off intersections. Get the supervisors here. Oh, pay them out. What do you need more? Keep his hands, let's just wait. Yep. Alright. Okay. See both his hands? I need somebody to get gloves on. More all officers up. Okay. Are all officers good? Okay. All officers good. All officers are good. We need it pulled in off. Park. I'm going to take your spot. I'm going to take your spot. Listen, listen. I'm going to take your spot, buddy. Listen. I got your spot, okay? I got him. 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 Just, yeah. Talk, right? You're not hit any area. more squads here so we can fucking block off everybody over there. Oh! We got that blocked off down there, we got it blocked off here. <sighs> Someone move a squad up alongside over there. Squad up, block that. Are you at that you have it closed? What, Marvin? And St. Mary's. Ah, just that. Call it. 
He belted. <clears throat> I told him, that's your license. And then told me he has a firearm. I told him not to reach for it. And when he went down to grab, I told him not to reach for it. <clears throat> and then he kept it right there. And I told him to take his hands off of it. And then he, he had his grip a lot wider than a wallet. And I don't know where the gun was. He didn't tell me where the fucking gun was. Okay. And then it was just getting hanky. He gave, he was just staring straight ahead. And then I was getting fucking nervous. And then I told him, I know, I know fucking, I told him to get his fucking hand off his gun. Okay. Okay. Is everybody, is everybody, Fuck. is everybody in custody? Do we have everybody? Were there yeah. two people in the car? Three people in the three car. In it the was car. a female, front seat passenger, the, Little girl in the back. Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> and the dude. Okay. We have just <clears throat> watched a good portion of the police dash cam um, when Philando was shot at point blank range. Um, we did have a warning of the graphic content and verbiage. Um, Chris, with you being a former police officer i would like to start with you um what is the what is the procedure when you pull someone over um and have to draw your weapon um generally we try our best not to draw our weapon unless it is what we consider a felony car stop um in that case from the video i saw um, he was stopping the guy pretty much to tell him he had a, uh, you know, taillight out. In most cases, what an officer would do is get license registration, go back to this patrol vehicle, verify the subject does not have any warrants, mm -hmm. give him a warning and send him on his way. Mm -hmm. um, but from what I saw where the issue came in is he identified that he had a firearm, which is what you are instructed to do if you have a CWP. Um, and from that point, what I gather from the audio and from what I saw, this the uh, subject reached, I'm assuming he was reaching for his driver's license, I don't know, mm -hmm. um, and the officer told him to stop reaching. At that point, he, the officer drew his weapon and started firing. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, don't, I did not see what the officer saw. Right. I can't say whether the gentleman had his hand on his weapon or his wallet. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I can tell you is 
based on, I know, South Carolina state law as far as what we teach as CWP instructors and pretty much just plain and simple, smart. If an officer tells you not to move, if you've already identified you've got a weapon, Mm -hmm. you kind of need to stop Mm -hmm. because he could take that as if you are trying to do him some bodily harm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not making a judgment call because I haven't I I don't I haven't seen what the officer saw. Mm But there are a lot of officers who get shot and, you know, we want to go home to our families, too. So, you know, I I guess I could say that it's real easy to sit back and look at a video and examine, you know, you know, when you've got you looked at it, you go, okay, yeah, well, he could have did this. He could have did that. But when you're the person in the situation and you don't know what that subject is thinking, Mm -hmm. you don't know. And. You know, that's just a tough situation. I think that, but that's the reason that just like, I mean, you know, people put cheese on my burgers at restaurants too. It happens, right? But it's, how do you, you know what I'm saying? But I know that that person has to answer to, some, answer to somebody. Correct. You see what I'm saying? And and so that, my, 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 of course I hate seeing that video. Right. But at the same time, I also know that how that ended when you talk about accountability we talk about whether or not that can happen randomly or whether or not what's the chance of that happening and again you know what i'm saying our justice system is supposed to make sure that there's a reason there's a reason that i don't go out and shoot everybody on like right right because i know that they're not going to give me they're not going to say did you feel you know if I, I can't just make i can't just say i felt like my life was in danger right i can't just say i felt like it was the right thing to do you see what right. I'm saying? So I, I'm just trying to figure out how does an acquittal come out of that situation? But, but here's the thing, David. You're talking about a justice system. A justice system cannot fail anyone. It was never designed to protect. Quoting from W. Du Bois, I'm paraphrasing. And that's what we've seen. This is a private, this is not an example of a shooting. This is murder. This is plain, flat out murder. I don't care how you try to cut the tomato. Now, the court system said something different, but anybody in their right mind would have seen what we just saw and that was flat out murder we teach our children the proper procedures when a police stops us etc this is not this is not our first rodeo we just we had Minnesota, Minnesota we had Oklahoma we had Charlotte we had all these killings that have happened I say killings and murders because that's what they are this is not the first rodeo if you're looking at me but maybe I'm just a crazy young country boy from Swansea who lives in Lower Richardson but I don't think he did anything wrong I mean he told the guy he had his gun he didn't say he was reaching for his gun. He just kept reaching. And then if you look at the officer's statement, when it was all said and done, it came out last week. First, he said he stopped him because of a taillight. In his statement, he talked about the smell of the weed coming from the car. Okay, cool. Then he said in his statement, his nose was wide and fit the description of a robbery. So which one is it? So here's the reality. Right now, some mother on Mother's Day next year will not have her son. This country is praying for another black boy who will no longer be able to possibly be the second black president of the United States. That's what we're dealing with every single day of the week. That's what we're dealing with. I understand where you're coming from, but my only thing is, is we've seen Diamond's video and we've seen this video, but the part we have not seen was what he was exactly doing for the officer to think that he was reaching for something. 
there was something that was going on for him to think that but we don't we don't know we don't have that piece of the puzzle to say if he was reaching or not we don't but what the officer clearly said was he looked as if he was reaching for something wider than a wallet now if now let's use common sense for a second right if you're standing outside of a car and someone's sitting in the car and they're reaching down high in the sam hill you know how wide somebody's reach is. I mean, if you're, you're backed out the car and you got your gun like this, how can you say somebody's reaching for something like this? And wallets come in all shapes, forms, and sizes. He also said that the guy wouldn't tell him where it was. So how did he know that the guy was reaching? Yeah, he never asked him, where's your gun, where's right. your gun located? I've seen yeah. cops say, um, if somebody tells them they have a concealed weapon, they say, well, for your safety and my safety, can you please step out the car yes. so I can see and, you know, I can see what you're reaching for. That's a safety training I've seen a lot of cop uh, officers go through. That didn't happen here. I also didn't see any denial of the guy saying, he, he, I never heard the question of where is the weapon. I never heard I never heard that question get a denial. So, I'm, you know what I'm saying? So for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, most, of my, most of my time was spent after what everybody else was watching was, was listening and watching the officer talk to his supervisor. And when I heard what the officer said to the supervisor, that's what I'm going off of. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And, and David, let's, let's not all fool ourselves. This was not the first time this young man had been stopped in the great state of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I think it was right. plus nine times that he had been stopped before. So this wasn't the first time a cop has stopped him for pretty much doing nothing, like plus nine times. I'm hearing several things as we discuss this issue, and it's I think it may be healthy for our, for the listeners and for the the panel to sort of break them down into component parts. I think the first issue is why was Mr. Castile stopped? Mm -hmm. um, number one, number two, why did his traffic stop end up in such a violent manner in his death? Mm -hmm. And number three, why did the jury uh, find the defendant not guilty? Um, if we look at while he was stopped, I definitely think this was a pretextual stop. There was a report of an armed robbery or some type of robbery in the neighborhood. And uh, you know this, sir. Right. Uh, law enforcement officers are charged with enforcing the law. And they use the law as a tactical mechanism in order to do their jobs. So was that officer so concerned about the public safety that he stopped Mr. Castile because he had a traffic uh, light out or he had a, a tail light out I don't know I'm not in his head but I would argue that the traffic the, the, the broken tail light was his probable cause for the stop so he can investigate a potential robbery right. that's number one so when we talk about policing in our country whether it's Minnesota or anywhere we have to ask ourselves uh, do have we given the police too much power now, I don't know the answer to that question but that was a pretextual stop, in my opinion. There was something that he was looking into, and he used the traffic light, or I keep saying traffic light, he used the taillight as a reason to get into the car. Um, the second issue I think we all have is the fact that he killed Mr. Castile. But Justin, going back to the first point, this wasn't the first time he stopped. Now, I asked cops after this happened. I said, so when you're behind the car, before you even get, what do you do? And you know what, they, you know what most of them told me? You may, you may have done a little different. They say, we are running the tags as we are, as we are approaching the car. So we have the tag in our purview. So then we call it in and start running the tag before we even get out of the car. Correct. So naturally, they run the tags, they find out who it is. And you know how this stuff go, you're a cop. They probably said somewhere in the system, or we've pulled him over before, or somewhere in the CB, somebody's saying, breaker, breaker, you know, this, this could <laughs> be him, blah, blah, blah. You know, this could be this could be him. And then the robbery's going on, and then according to the cop's statement, when he got up on the car, his nose fit the description of a possible robber. 
Well, I mean, he, he obviously, I don't know many people, even when I was a kid and I took cookies out of the cookie jar, that owned up and confessed when I when I did yeah. something wrong. So I'm not going to judge the man for for that. Um, what I'm saying, though, I think I think this is larger than that individual. Obviously, this is a nationwide problem. Absolutely. I think the question is, as citizens, if we're going to look at you know why he was stopped and the the reasons that he was stopped so many times, a question we have to ask ourselves is whether or not we have given the police too much power. You know, I don't know the answer to that question, but to me, someone with a gun, a aspiton, um, a taser, handcuffs, and, and mace, and whatever you know, law enforcement is 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 outfitted with. I don't think you, man, you need to be doing other things than stopping people for taillights, in my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, I mean, you look at Walter Scott, taillight. Um, you look at some of these other incidents that have occurred. The people who have been killed by the police that we've seen televised uh, or recorded through some camera, I can't remember if any of them have ever been felony stops. Now, uh, now maybe, yeah. maybe they have been, but in, in Oklahoma... Uh, with with uh, in Minnesota, um, with Walter Scott, I'm just naming you know three. I don't think those were felony stops. I know for a fact with Castile and with Scott, they were all traffic stops. Right. So the question becomes, why is it in America that a citizen ends up dead? An American citizen who's supposed to be protected by the Constitution ends up dead after a traffic stop. Well, and, I, and I think if we don't, if we don't, and, and that may seem simple. That may seem real simple, but if we don't break this down into component parts, it's easy just to get frustrated with the entire process and not really have any answers. But I think we have to ask ourselves that question. Why is that? Well, the reason the nation is on edge, Justin, is because this continues to happen to black and brown boys. Well, more I, so. I than, disagree. Uh, well, that's 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 I just mean, that. Like, I, I agree with what Justin's saying. I think it's for me with with this situation, obviously, it's tragic. Um, it's horrible. It's pretty horrific uh, right. for both sides. You know, mm -hmm. police officer is going to have to live with what he did for the rest of his life. Um, he's probably going to have to relive that every night he goes to sleep, yeah. you know, for the known future. Um, you know, the family has lost their child, um, father, whatever, uh, whoever that person was to them. Um, I think how I interpreted the situation is more um, spe specifically in regards to what is the role of the state or federal level of legislation, I don't necessarily see it as a problem of police officers, um, you know, having too much power. Or I think, like, what are the laws? Like, legally, what are the laws? Why should a busted taillight be an actionable offense? Um, why are why are people getting pulled over for a taillight? Uh, why are people getting arrested for having marijuana? You know, what? Uh, you know, and this is coming as a libertarian. I believe in limited government. If you believe in limited government, really, ideally, according a big uh, source of inspiration for my political theory, um, and you know, in regards to just the role of law, um, is a, a, a short book. Uh, it's free online. You can read it. It was written in the 1800s um, by a Frenchman. Uh, his name's Frederick Bastiat. Um, B-A-S-T-I-A-T uh, It's called The Law And really it explores what is uh, it, It's one of the foundational things that goes into um, The creation of um, What are you talking about? Why is there a police force? But, 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 no, 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 I'm talking about what is the role of law the for, the, and, and as I see it And as, I, as the constitution has Basically framed itself around this idea The role of law is to protect And prevent against force or fraud 
anything else is superficial and unnecessary. Let me, let me right? put a pin drop right there, my man. You can have smaller government, you can have limited government and all the talking points you're going to use from a libertarian perspective. But at the end of the day, if government and law enforcement are not fair and balanced, I could give a flying kite. But when because they have too much, can the, I truth, they have the too truth much. of the matter is black and brown boys and girls are targeted more anybody's in targeted when the government no, no, has no, no, power no, no, no. To, no I'm giving you I'm giving illegal. I'm giving you factual information that's been done you're trying to make race an issue when it's because, not because it's, it's a political problem. issue the no, problem it's, it's, is it's, the law listen it, you know why it's an issue because Senator right. Tim this Scott a Republican situation. senator from I'm South Carolina like the larger level the, the, you know I, the bigger 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 well, picture well hold on hold on hold on fundamental fundamentally the system is jacked up when it comes to black and brown people I think one thing is we see have a perceived um notion of who's violent and who's not violent because you see even in the way media portrays uh african-american citizens versus a young a white boy it could be the same age same bill one can be seen as a misfit kid who's just causing issues well the other one is a grown man who's aggressive and and this is not just i'm not saying this from my opinion, I'm saying this is how media portrays it. This is how, when a lot of times when police officers approach a young black man, this is how they speak to him. Uh, they speak to him as though you're the aggressor. Even if you're trying to stay calm, a lot of times they're spoken to as the aggressor. But we're fooling ourselves for anybody to believe that black and brown boys and girls are not more targeted. Can I say something? That's factual information. Yes, you can. Can, can, I, can, I, can I say something? <laughs> yes, you can. Let, let me say from a police perspective, who is a black officer who has been treated differently in uniform and out of uniform? Mm -hmm. Because I'm black, I grew up black, I grew up in the South. You're still black. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and, I, and I've been stopped by the police out of uniform. Mm. And I, when I saw the blue lights, my interior light came on. I brought my vehicle to a stop. I placed my hands on the steering wheel. When they walked up to my vehicle, I said, I, I have a gun with me. I had told them where the gun was. When they asked for my driver's license and registration, I said, would you like to get it? Or do you want me to get it? Because I understand, yes, I can get shot. I've also been on the other side of it where I've stopped people and they're acting like a fool. And I've seen a gun in the car. Yeah. And so on the flip side, I mean, I'm black. Like I said, I grew up this way. I can't change that. I don't want to change it. I enjoy who I am and I enjoy who God made me. But on the same token, every officer who shoots somebody is not murder. And I, it, it really bothered me because when you say murder, murder means a person premeditated it. I don't believe from what I saw that was murder. I believe the officer may have acted incorrectly. But he may have acted on impulse. However, murder means he intended to kill the man. Right. And I, so I that's that. You know, I've been called to a to a what was a burglary in progress. Arrived at the house, and there's a gentleman trying to pull the door open when we arrived. We asked him, "Show us your hands. Show us your hands," and he refused. We had to approach him with the risk of us being shot, me and my partner, and we finally took him down. He was playing. Because he thought it was something funny. Mm. Now, if he had been shot, then it would have been like, oh, well, they just shot this, this black guy. Two black cops shoot a black guy. Mm -hmm. But he refused to show us his hands. Mm. And we're called to a burglary, and you trying to get in the house when we get there. Mm. A couple of things on that. What's interesting about that to me, Chris, is the fact that you didn't shoot him. 
which tells me that it's possible to de-escalate a situation without yeah. killing a citizen. That's number one. The second thing I want to want to address is the issue of race. I love American history, and I love the Civil War era. And I read sometimes I read the uh, the Confederate States of America, their Constitution, just to read it because sometimes I get in debates about why the Civil War was fought. And it's, it's somewhat offensive to African American who really knows history in America to say that we don't have a race issue, considering that a war was fought in this country over just that. Uh, the right to keep blacks as property, as as chattel, like cows. That that issue in and of itself, that sole issue, mm-hmm. caused a war in this great country. And it, it still we're still suffering with some of the 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 demons, if you will, the unsettled issues of the past. And I think one of the biggest problems that we face in this country is the fact that whenever we start talking about race, everyone gets very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because no one wants to be considered a racist and no one wants to be considered uh, someone that judges another person based on their color. But we have to look, as Antoine said, we have to look at the facts. We have to look at the history and we have to look at the facts. And I think we have to look at the facts through the the lens of, of history, a historic lens. And what we know in this country is that law enforcement historically, especially in the South, has never been kind to African-Americans. I mean, it, the first police departments, if you will, were slave patrols in the yeah. South to ensure that slaves, if they ran away from their plantations, were even brought back or made examples out of. So now I, I say that, but I don't say that with a negative lens on law enforcement. I say that with a historic perspective because you're African-American and you had the opportunity to be a law enforcement officer. Right. Um, we have African-Americans in leadership in this city and around the nation. So I'm not against law enforcement officers and and I don't think anyone is against law enforcement officers just because they bring up the issue of race but I think if we don't have a real discussion about why do these things exist we will never get to the real problem and if we don't call a spade a spade we will continue having these conversations no one can argue with every report that exists that ever been written in this country the fact that black and brown kids are targeted more when it comes to traffic stop incidents, etc. No one can argue that mm-hmm. the fact of sentencing reform is a reason it happened under the Obama administration because of the impact it had on black and brown communities. No one can argue the impact of the school to prison pipeline and what that has done. Those are statistical facts that's been proven by researchers. Not Antoine C. Wright's democratic opinion or whatever opinion these are statistical researchers that have been done that's why people wanted to fly the coop just a few weeks ago when the justice department under the racist attorney general jeff sessions wanted to roll back obama provisions that that would give mandatory citizens mandatory sentences for drugs that's why people flew the coop because they know what the system has been to people who look like me i got another one for you just one that's interesting this that's uh recently been in the news I used to be a former prosecutor, and, and, and there's some mandatory minimums for drug crimes, uh, trafficking, crack cocaine, mm-hmm. things of that nature, right? And anyone, everyone in this room, I think, is old enough to remember the crack epidemic in yeah. the late 80s and early 90s, New Jack City, and how many uh, African-American men and women have been sentenced to very harsh prison sentences for crack cocaine. And what's interesting to me is that this heroin and opioid quote-unquote epidemic is something that's drawing a lot of compassion from the community 
And I don't remember that same passion Mm -hmm. with crack babies and crack moms. And I think it's very interesting when you look at that. So one population is, is treated as a vulnerable population that really needs help. They need treatment. They need counseling. They need re- rehab. Whereas another population was sentenced to very, very harsh prison sentences. So you have to ask yourself the question, why? Why is that? And, it, and if there is a correlation between the races that these drugs are impacting. Well, they also got to bring up the statistics of the fact that now we're pushing to legalize marijuana, but a lot of people who have charges that could lead up from 8 to 15 years off of, off of possession, mm. it was off of marijuana. And now, while they're legalizing it, they're not releasing any of these people who got the same charge. They may. You never know. But I will say this now, just to even it out. I, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not to be one for victim blaming at all, because it's not. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you got to understand what is the defense of all these officers? The same exact defense. They all say the same exact thing. I felt threatened. I felt threatened. Absolutely. Right. Now, um, so you have to, so you have to take, we have to take a little bit of that because we want to fit, because our persona and what we have given off is that we are threatening. That's been part of the maturity. I haven't given off any threats. I don't think. I would like to just talk about that, especially since I'm a white female. So I think that I bring a a little bit of a Mm -hmm. perspective that's different from what has been talked about. Um, First of all, it's devastating. Like, I can't watch it without crying. It's absolutely devastating. And I don't know how anybody can be, like, okay after watching it. Um, But I think that when when I did watch the cop and the interaction between um, just the car and the cop, it it happened really fast, okay? There was no time. The cop didn't tell him to not move anymore. So I can see where the man thought, oh, I'm still supposed to get my license and registration. And at the same time, because it happened so fast, I can also see where the cop is going, why, you just told me you have a gun. So since that happened so fast, I could see where the um, panic started for the cop especially because we have we have to understand because we're different and if you are not surrounding yourselves with people that are different from you we have experiences that cause us to have misconceptions mis you know we we right. judge people That's because of the experiences that we've had in our past right or wrong we all do it and so because of that I can see where maybe he had a really bad experience in the past that led him to automatically think, am I saying it was right? No, when I look at that, I think that the cop was probably not in the right when I watch it, okay? I'm just saying we all have experiences that cause Mm -hmm. us to react. Instead of saying, you are a person, a different person from anybody else I had experience with that may look like you, Mm -hmm. you are different. Just because you look similar doesn't mean you are similar. does that make sense? Am I? Are you but, understanding where I'm coming from, minus Antoine? Because yeah, but you can. But there's a way that you can make yourself look, Beth, to make yourself look threatening. Also, absolutely. But Beth, 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 there were two cops on the scene. One, one was one, panicked. One was on the left, mm-hmm. on the driver's side. Right. Mm-hmm. The other was on the right. If at any point in time that cop felt extra threatened, he could have gave a signal, whatever law enforcement signal, to his yep. other cop to to to, to act in some way, shape, or form. Okay, yeah. let me stop you. 
I have been in situations like that where somebody has drawn a weapon. You don't have that kind of time. No, I get that. I get that. And, you know, like I said, because I have been trained as a law enforcement officer, I have 21 years of experience. I've been in riots at the jail when I worked at the jail. And it, you know, everybody can sit back and say, oh, well, you should have did this. You should have did that. You know, when I was in a riot at the jail, you wasn't the one the knife was being swung at. I, I agree. So, you know, it was like, well, you took the man down. I'm sorry. I had two kids at the house. I was going home. Mm. If he if he had broken bones, which thank God he didn't, for me to go home to my kids, hey, I'm sorry. But the fact is, it's real easy when you look at it to go, oh, well, he should have did this. He should have did that. But you only got a split second to make that decision. That's why. That's why I don't put some, a lot of these incidences on the uh, on the law enforcement officer. To be honest with you, um, the question becomes: What should a reasonable officer have done in that situation? And just like any other job, there's some law enforcement officers that are better than others. And so, for for me to hear you say that you saw, was it at night when that guy was trying to break into a yes, house? Yes, it was so, at night about two thirty three in the morning. All right, so that's a felony in right. progress. All right, burglary right. first, and you didn't shoot the guy. Okay, now I'm not I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to compare you to the young man in Minnesota. All I'm trying to say is there are better ways, and it seems as if instead of trying to find better ways to police citizens. Everyone takes a side. Blue versus everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Black lives yeah, matter yeah. versus police Black lives matter. Right. Blue lives matter. Right. And and my my position as a citizen is wait a minute. Everybody's life matters. Correct. So so what are we doing to try to correct the problems, obvious problems that exist that cause law enforcement officers to kill citizens? I mean, I gotta be honest with you, I'm in the army. And we have, uh, you know, the law of armed conflict, the yeah. rule of war. Right. And to me, it seems as if there may be more uh, uh, concern and reservation when we're in a foreign country mm-hmm. right. getting ready to exact violence on an enemy than it is for law enforcement because officers they hold you accountable. before they exact violence on a citizen right. in their own backyard. Right. It's sort of, it's, it bothers me. And, and, and what bothers me a little bit more is that it's, it seems as if that the country may not start to care until people who don't look like Mr. Castile uh, are the victim. And that's why, for me, it all goes back to surrounding yourself with people that are different from you. And I know that that you're... You're thinking, oh, well, you know, that shouldn't be enough. But we have to start somewhere. And so starting somewhere means getting out of your comfort zone, whatever experience that you've had before, pushing it aside and saying, I want to genuinely get to know you because you are a human just like me. I think, uh, you know, we're talking about two sides of one coin, right? We're talking about... The role, like how law enforcement officers should approach a situation. We're talking about how people can basically make themselves not threatening, change their uh, the crowd they hang with, etc. You know, how can they prevent? The real problem here is the legislation. Honestly, do you really think that? Like, I don't blame the law enforcement officers. They're just doing what their branch of government is required to do: enforce the law. Who's making these stupid laws? Right. The problem is the laws because the laws perpetuate the situations that get people killed or cause people to have to shoot other people. 
Like, I get it if we're talking serious crimes. That's why we have law enforcement. That's why we have government, the rule of government. But when we have stupid things like taxation and when we have things like, you know, drugs being, various drugs being uh, made illegal, you know, we have all these stupid reasons for having law enforcement act, right? The re- I'm talking about the whole coin. I'm not talking about, well, is it heads or is it tails? The whole coin is the problem. We need to change the, the whole coin with a nuanced perspective of what requires the, the role, like what, how much... I mean, so, I how agree much about like so, maybe, maybe for the headlight, that's hold a little on. bit crazy, but like for drugs, let's not get like, let's so not get you, you so can't, put, hold on, hold on. Legislate. Yeah, so putting policy, politics aside for a second, I want you to understand 60 years ago, Birth of a Nation came out. They actually painted an image of what the African-American man looks like to the average population. We're still stemming from situation from 60 years ago when this movie came out. 50 years ago, we just got our rights to vote. 40 years ago, the school just got desegregated. You're talking about, this is, come on, man. That ain't ain't very long ago. This this is 60 years ago. So you telling me it's the government that's having these issues? Nah, at the end of the day, we're still dealing with prejudice that has right. been stemmed for over 250 years. And let's not fool ourselves. The people making laws, the majority of them don't look like me. Absolutely. And, and that's that's one point. The second point is there's no way. While I, I have tremendous respect for you, your opinion, et cetera, but you can't legislate some of the stuff that's happening in no. our communities. Yeah. If you look at Tulsa, you, Oklahoma, you look at what happened. It's, it's out, not. You look at what happened in um, Louisiana. That, those are not legislative issues. You can't legislate. I'm gonna say this: You can't legislate crazy people. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. And, and then the third part, going back to what Beth said, Beth, I agree with you. And it starts with community policing. Yeah, right. That's why my sheriff, my client, Leon, I have tremendous respect for him because when yeah. he came to Richland County twenty something years ago, the department was a whole lot different. It, we would have been a Ferguson or a Minnesota or Louisiana, or Louisiana right. had he not taken a different perspective to make sure, one, the department was diverse and looked like the community, but two, making sure community policing was a thing. So officers know the community in which Correct. they serve. They know when they go down. You did a ride along when you got hired by the solicitor's office. You know what to expect when you go down to Bluff Road and, and 48 at night. You know what certain yeah. communities mm-hmm. expect. And that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, and I think one thing too I want to say. I think we also have to we have to reward a job well done. One thing we're not talking about in this particular case is the fact that the grand jury uh, issued a true bill. So there there have been cases where there was no indictment. Um, the young the young man up in New York, I think it was Long Island. I forget his name. He was choked out after Gardner, selling Eric Garner. Eric Garner. Eric Garner they, yeah, they no build yeah. that indictment. So the police officers didn't even get a chance to go on trial. So I think you have to you have to look at this and say, okay, well at least here you have a district attorney's office and uh, law enforcement, whoever, or whether it's a special prosecutor or special law enforcement that actually investigated the case, mm-hmm. uh, prepared the case for trial and tried it. It was the citizens. Uh, of that community that yeah. that found that that young man not guilty, and then you got to point to right here. You know, Antoine is talking about the sheriff of Richland County. You got to you got to you got to give credit where credit is due with the solicitor's office here because we had a very similar situation. Mm-hmm. I forget I forget the gentleman's name, Broad but somewhere off River, yeah. River Road, Absolutely. it was almost identical. Right. Um, I think he fired just as many shots, but he wasn't yeah. as good of a shot as <laughs> as uh, the gentleman in in Minnesota. And uh, that guy was uh, he pled guilty to A and B first, I believe. That's a felony mm-hmm. offense. I think he's facing ten years. Mm-hmm. So 
one thing we have to do, I think, I think you have to look at this on a case-by-case basis. Thank you. And you have to remove emotion, even though it's very emotional. Mm -hmm. You have to remove emotion and try to solve the problem. And and one of my biggest issues with anyone, and Antoine can, can probably speak more to this because he's in the political world, when citizens get upset about an issue but do not show up and vote, Mm, it's hard for me to take them seriously. Because we have the opportunity, and I know that you're a libertarian, my good friend here, to the right of Antoine. I I, I respect all views, but whatever your view is, you need to vote. So if you're upset and you don't vote, then why should anyone take you seriously? Well, Justin, not only do you have to vote because elections have consequences, you got to show up for jury duty. (laughs) That too. I've seen so many people who tell all kinds of lies. To get out of jury duty mm-hmm. They oh, I got a kid at home That nobody take care of him Oh I'm sick wow. And and I've seen White people Black people Brown people All types of people Don't want to serve on juries Because In South Carolina I think you get Maybe five dollars a day You're away from work You're away from your family It is duty Please understand It's duty And sometimes these trials Last a long time But that's a part of Being an American citizen So if you want your community To be representative Of your thoughts Beliefs and ideas Then you have to be A participant in that system And that includes jury duty Well we are As Americans I mean maybe Even just in the whole world Now is very individualistic mm-hmm. And so we're not worried About you know Down the street A lot of times So wow. And And Showing up for jury duty, that's part of being a community. And so they're like, oh, well, me being there doesn't affect anything. But we just need a change of perspective of change. Yeah, I mean, that that was big. When you said that, that that, that, that clicked. Because, I mean, the whole thing is accountability. You know what I'm saying? The reason you're you're not going to just shoot random people in Iraq, Iraq ain't going to play that. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) That's why. It ain't because of, you know, they're not going to play that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get held accountable. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the situation is, but if you don't have enough judges, we can complain about the judges. We can complain about the lack of politicians. But if you're, you know what I'm saying? If we show up for involved. jury duty, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Jury duty at least gives you a chance to, to hold people accountable from that position. And well, that's a start. David, I want to go back to the elections point because maybe maybe a lot of people don't know this. Number one, in South Carolina, we elect prosecutors called solicitors. Right. They make a lot of decisions. Justin, you're a former prosecutor in the Fifth Circuit. Dan Johnson, the first African-American to ever serve the Fifth Circuit, which is Richland and Kershaw County. We elect legislators in the House every two years, every four years. In South Carolina, we are one of very few states that still our judges are elected by the General Assembly. So that means our House and Senate members come together to vote to decide who our judges are. From family court to the circuit court, senators appoint magistrate judges. And so I say all that to to go back to the point Elections genuinely have right. consequences on how some of these things turn out um, for families and communities. And I guess some, sometimes that's hard to really understand what that really means if you've never been accused of a crime or a victim of a crime. Right. If you've never been accused of a crime or a victim of a crime, it's hard to really understand what does it mean mm-hmm. to be treated fairly in the criminal justice system. And I've had to deal with both, both victims and both the accused. And one thing I appreciate about the Fifth Circuit is that we're charged or we I was charged when I was a prosecutor to be a minister of justice, justice, justice Mm -hmm. is blind. It doesn't see a color. It doesn't see Mm. uh, ethnicity. It doesn't see a gender. 
justice sees the facts and decisions are, yeah. are based on Supposed the facts. Well, so they, have they, we ever had justice if that's the definition? Hmm. Uh, woo, that's a rough one. <laughs> oh. That's coming from a cop because I have, we have arrested people, I mean, literally for burglary and they, they out on the street before we get off shift. Mm-hmm. And that's, wait, wait, that's wait, the sad wait, part wait, that wait. we see as police officers like, are you serious? This- we do have a constitution and depending on what, what level of burglary uh, they committed, if it was burglary first, then that can carry a life sentence. So bond should be or could be denied in that case. But if it was burglary second or burglary third, the constitution requires a bond. So I think I'm glad you brought that point up because I think. The, the understanding of I, an idea of what justice is to most American citizens is not reflective of the documents that control justice. Mm-hmm. So right. if you're not knowledgeable of the system and how it is supposed to work, then you may see that and get frustrated. Well, right. once you make that case, sir, or if you're, if you're a line deputy, then it goes to an investigator. The investigator uh, does their job. The line deputy, if you make the arrest, that goes to the investigator. There's going to be a bond hearing. And then it's going to be a first appearance, a second appearance, a third appearance. Then it may be a plea then it, or it may be a trial uh, or it may not, or, or a, a grand jury may uh, no bill it and find that it wasn't probable cause for the arrest. But any, however... Uh, it works out. There is a process. Right. There's there, there's a system that has to to play itself out, and a lot of times it may not seem fair to the accused because it's tough being charged with a crime now because you your life is going to be altered. But on the same end, it's tough being the victim of a crime. Mm-hmm. Right. So, someone has uh, broken in my car, stole my gun, stole my iPad, and I was very very frustrated and upset with that. So. I think, again, for me, it goes back to understanding the system, participating in the system so that we can create the community that we want. Because to sit back here and not be a participant and judge that young man in Minnesota or judge anyone right. for that matter and not do anything to try to make the system better. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. They're empty words, in my right. opinion. Yeah. And, and one thing that, you know, I'm going to bring some some perspective that most people at this table probably have no clue Police officers really don't get paid that much. Mm. Most of these guys work basically two jobs. They work their regular 12-hour shift. A lot of them then go work another four hours just to make ends meet, get a few hours of sleep, and come back and do it all over again. Mm. And so... You know, like I said, and they got they got their own set of problems. Right. Yeah, they got family problems. They got like you know, but their now. kids. I mean, so you're dealing with a person. A lot of times, I mean, because like when you did your, you know, when we did our Friday, Saturday, Sunday, by Sunday you worn out. You've worked, you know, 24 hours in two days, and then you got to go home if you, you know. And I had I had little kids and the kids running around, daddy this, and you ain't got no sleep. Yeah. So by Sunday night, mm-hmm. stuff happened. You like. Lord, just get me through. I only got four, five more hours, and then you roll up on a, on somebody with a gun. Mm. You, you're already kind of off, you know, mm. because you haven't had sleep. And so, mm. like I said, it, it, you know, a lot of times we, we sit in an office job and we talk about well, the cop shouldn't have did this and the cop shouldn't have did that. Mm. Put on his uniform, right? Until you and I've I've worked murders, and you go from that murder to helping somebody out in the car, to a traffic stop, to, to you know, telling some kids, hey, y'all need to get off the street. And officers go through a, a emotions like people, like, like veterans. Right. You know, guys who've been in Vietnam, you know, I've, I've never been in war. I was in the military, but I've never been to war. But on the street, I've been to war. Because you see 
so much. And that's one of the things, I mean, it's real easy to sit back and point the finger at the officers. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not justifying that officer. I'm not saying he was wrong. I'm not saying he was right. But I'm saying from the perspective of somebody who's been in that patrol car, who stopped somebody two o'clock in the morning on 601 who had a gun. Well, let me ask you this question. Would you, I would pay more taxes. If, if, if I had to pay more taxes to ensure that my law enforcement you're getting close to that. My, <laughs> that my law enforcement is, is better paid, better trained, and it would prevent the, the likelihood of someone being killed, I would pay more taxes mm. as an African-American right. citizen. But here's the thing. Does everyone feel that way? No. Because you have some don't. segments of the population will say, well, we ain't getting shot. Well, I guess that's y'all. Y'all need to figure that out. Well, Justin, they have so many vacancies at the city of Columbia right now. And you can attribute it to many things, but really and truthfully, everything I've heard is because of the pay. Yeah. Uh, because of the pay of the office. It's because we've got a government so big, <laughs> so dependent on taxing and thieving from people's wallets, but trying I, to trying well, to that, control and enact so many laws that are unnecessary and control every minuscule bit of our lives that they're running ragged, that it's doing what government does best, which is do the worst at governing. But here's the thing, how are we gonna pay for these officers? Gotta, yeah, government has a role, government has a role in people's lives. Have them do less. And then what? More people get shot. More well, no, no, it's not have them do less, it's have them better manage the funds. Because again, the people who are on the ground get paid the least amount of work. The line officer gets paid the least amount of money. Well, well hold on. I, 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 I got to give a shout out because I ain't going to lie. Um, I'm enjoying Diana Troy on the Facebook Live. <laughs> if anybody is watching the replay, yeah, Diana Troy is going in. Shouts out. Um, so, she, I mean, her response was, uh, so what? Some people work minimum wage and fast food places and we expect proper service. Correct. That's true. And, and I agree with that. But I don't think nobody in, in, in fast food is carrying a gun. Right. And they're charged with... Because, see, yeah. here's the they, other they thing. They make more than minimum wage, too, though. Right. But here's the other thing. It's different. How many officers have gone to robberies and they get shot at? You don't hear, you know, officer been shot at. You don't hear all of those things. And these officers still are their people, too. And so I'm not... Like I said, I'm not justifying. I'm not saying he was right. I'm not saying he was wrong. I didn't see what he saw. I wasn't the front. I wasn't the officer in the front. I didn't see what the guy reached for, you know. So I don't know. I was not there. Yes. Yeah, well, let me ask you. It still this seems though. like. Do, do you do you not think though? Now, granted, I hear your point and it's well made. But the young man was not convicted, and I do think that the jury took everything or a lot of the things that you're saying into consideration and found him not guilty. Right. Right. And here's here's. Mm. I don't know, man. It's just like, uh, it, it, from what you're saying, though, if that's if that's what gives them the leniency, that means every woman, every woman with uh, with, with, with five kids and a job, can shoot anybody. No, no, because they stressed. I'm just saying. Hey, nah, <laughs> no, what, not what, what he's saying, you know, what you're saying is the stress of the job should give him leniency. The stress of the job should give him leniency. No. The stress of a situation should give him leniency. No, I'm but not what, saying what, that. What, what, what is the le where does the leniency come from for a police officer that where he gets more leniency than anybody else who has a very stressful life? I don't life? believe they sh we should be given more leniency, but I'm saying that when, when you sit back and you look at this video, this mm -hmm. video did not see inside of that car. Mm -hmm. Everybody draws an opinion. Oh, this officer, it, it was murder. It was murder. Do you see what he saw? That's my only question. Until you see what his eyes saw, uh -huh. it's real hard to make And that's that what, that's what it's, it's hard, but it's hard to say because he's trying to say what he's seeing. What he said at the, at the, at the scene 
Didn't even match, match the situation. Yeah. No. Okay. So I mean, I wouldn't even. So that doesn't even. I don't. I don't think that argument works if he panicked. If he panicked, he can't even tell you what he saw. Thank yeah. you. And like, most traumatic people who suffer from traumatic instances, they literally tell them, "Come back and let us well, know." How do you get the next day? Because there's so many things that happen so fast. I mean, I was in a situation and God just threw a punch at me. I mean, I don't even know the guy was standing in front of me. Next thing I know, there was a fist in my face. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, w- I was trained with hand-to-hand combat, I was able to take him down. But the fact is, I don't even remember him swinging. All I know is, when I saw, his fist was right there. Are there certain personality types that you have for certain jobs? I believe so. I, yeah, I, was I believe so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay so, 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 so take it there. So, so, it, so start with the cho- how you choose the people that go through the training. Is the training effective? And are the, are, the laws that, are the laws that protect the citizen effective as compared to the training? I was, all three seem like a no, right? Uh, so then you, that's something fixable, isn't it? It's, okay. it's perhaps, fixable. Feel perhaps free fi- to think freely. <laughs> all I can tell you is this. In every job, most of them anyway, there's always training and then there's retraining. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have to get to a place, going back to government, because I believe government has this role mm-hmm. to make sure we are um, constantly retraining our officers Correct. to fit the needs of the community they serve. That's number one. Number two, I know we're running short on time, Ebony. Right. Oh, no, keep going. We good. <laughs> um, Say, I don't want to do two. Number two, for every officer who puts on that uniform every day on the front line, thank you for your service. Absolutely Because Absolutely. without you We would not be here There are some crazy people in the world And there are I, some amazing cops And, and so there thank are. you Number Most three For every citizen who may be listening Who may be impacted by the system Keep in mind That this is not the first time this happened And it's going to happen again mm-hmm. But that don't mean we can't We shouldn't stop fighting I think we should advocate for what we know is right I think we should fight like crazy to make sure you're right. Change some of the laws in the system that may work against mm-hmm. certain communities versus mm-hmm. others. Right. But we got to keep fighting. We got to keep going. And third, and lastly, I pray for every family Absolutely. who's lost their right. child of color or any child um, to any type of shooting, but particularly to those by an officer. Okay, so here's a question, and you know, I guess we need to keep the answer in three minutes or less. But I, I gotta, have, I can't do this show and ask that question. Okay, scared parents, scared, um, scared people who are afraid in their community because this is happening. This is a reality. This is, it's not just hypothetical. You know what I'm saying? No, this is in the community today. Right. What is their first step? Because that's what most of them, are, most of them, just sitting there helpless. Matter of fact, I was on a radio show that. Um, um, here in a local radio show here, and a person called in and asked that question, and um, it was a toughie. They was like, "So what do we do? We're helpless." Well, I think, like, I think, you- I think that though, as African American, though, I think now I'm from a small town in South Carolina, where as a at a very early age, I was told how to operate in public, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. how to deal with people, mm-hmm. and I think as African Americans, it's a bit disingenuous, in my opinion, to say we don't know what to do. After we then we've we've gotten through slavery, we gotten through Jim Crow, we got through the civil rights. There used to be times where where people blacks were getting lynched, mm-hmm. right? right? Mm-hmm. So and thank God we're not there anymore. But we know how to operate. We can't. Some we can't, places we are, <laughs> right? Well, well, some places we still are. We can't. We can't operate as if we're not a target. As a black man, I embrace the fact that when I get pulled over, if I get pulled over by law enforcement, that I could die. 
I embrace that. So what do I do? I take that interaction very seriously. Mm. Right. Okay. I do what you do. Hands on the steering wheel. Uh, uh, inside relax. light on. Mm-hmm. I talk to the officer very calmly and very nicely. I may have to endure some disrespect. I haven't. Every law enforcement officer I've dealt with has been very respectable Absolutely. and very professional. But but as black folks, we know how to survive. But I think sometimes we want to tell the man how how we feel, and then yes. the man acts like the man, and we get upset. Yep, gotcha. and that happens you mean, you more mean, times than you ever. You know, just know. to make sure I'm hearing you right, you mean you make sure in every instance you dot your eyes and cross, cross my knees. Yeah. Absolutely, every double time, time. Right. Every double time, time. right? Double time. I have been stopped in 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 another county, and he said, "You know the reason I stopped you, boy." Mm-hmm. Now I'm sitting here like I ain't gonna lie to you that, that 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 man in me wanted to rise up and be like Oh you don't know who you're dealing with But I also recognize even Because I was, I was He's got the power <laughs> yeah. right. And I still had my badge I still had my gun But I nicely kept my hands on the steering wheel and said No sir because I understood in that situation, no matter what happened, yeah, I was going to lose. The good, hey, news hey. Is, the good news is in South Carolina, thanks to Senator Marlon Kempson, who was the senator from Charleston that introduced legislation when Walter Scott happened, and thanks to Clemente Pinkney, my friend who I lost because a racist white boy shot up nine people in the church. He gave the floor speech that moved people to make sure South Carolina was the first state in the union to have body cameras. And so a lot of the stuff that once happened before that people didn't know about, they can now yeah. see it firsthand yeah. because, of, because of body cameras. And so I thank God for that. And going back to Justin's point, this will be my last point. I think as an African-American man or female, we have to do double in all instances. Mm-hmm. When people say dress casual, we got to put on a suit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> when, oh, I know I will. I'm, I don't wear suits. stop us and other people can casually get away with. Your hands down by your side. We got. We can't do that. No. Right. When they say you need to be clean cut, we can't go in with a goatee. We need to be face shaved. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. We have to do double, and that's mm-hmm. been our history. And unfortunately, the way we're going in this country, that is currently our situation. And quite frankly, that may be our destiny until the end of time. Well, I hope that's not the case. But I think the trouble is because I speak to a lot of kids, and the trouble is after the election of President Obama, I think we got into our minds that we finally made it we got and, equal- and equality is here mm-hmm. and that's just not the case yet. Now, that, yeah. that, that, that doesn't mean that it won't come and, and when we talk about race and when I talk about race, I'm not angry. It right. is what it is. <laughs> I want to survive. I want to thrive. When I have children, I want them to do the same. All my brothers and sisters, I want to thrive and survive. But if we pretend as if that we have arrived and we won't get treated differently, you may end up dead. We're crazy to spray. You crazy to spray roach. And that not everybody is like that. When we when when white privilege is talked about, not everybody believes that that is how it should be. Mm-hmm. Not be, just because you're white doesn't mean that you like that. I believe or that that's how it should be. There is a type of white person that gets harassed. Um, yeah. By yeah. police officers, I, I absolutely know that. Uh, yeah, Will is Will, Will fits the description <laughs> Will. Uh, of the of the ones that I know. Um, just, I'm, yeah, that's being real, right? Just being real. Yeah. And, and 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 the thing is, like, you know, when you said, you know, dot your eyes and cross your t's, that's for everybody. Right. The thing is, like, we teach a class um, about how to interact with police, and the first thing is do what the officer says. If he says stop reaching, stop reaching. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, 
He's not threatened if your hands are on the steering wheel, palms open, because he knows you can't shoot him with your feet unless you got some skills we don't know of. Unless he's next to this disabled guy like the guy was in Florida. Yeah. Um, and with his hands up. And that's one, one, one thing, too, though, that, and I, I don't know when the time is going to end. We, <laughs> we, try to, we try to backseat quarterback what citizens should do in their interactions with police. And it always seems like the adversary comes up with another situation where the citizen did everything right absolutely and still yeah. got the bar, killed the bar keeps getting pushed forward and so at some point you had the kids are going to start asking well and I, and I, and a, and a and a young lady i think she was 14 said this at a jack and jill conference this past weekend in charlotte where i spoke with uh major parasol from the charlotte mecklenburg county police department um and she just said why do they hate the black people so much? Mm. <laughs> and we were trying to talk about interactions with police. We were showing some videos. And I think her frustration was, it doesn't matter what I do. There's, there may be a time, because of the color of my skin, that I won't be treated fairly. And she just wanted to know, why? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I do want to say wow. this to uh, my white brothers and sisters that might be watching this show later on. Um, a lot of black people have come up with the reality that, I mean, have come to the conclusion of the reality that, Sometimes they have to tell their children to act a certain way. You yeah. have to tell your children to act. Act like you're being mm -hmm. robbed. Basically. Yeah, I always act. Always <laughs> act like, do what they say. Like comply. And yes, right, I hate hearing. Smooth. I hate hearing the idea of comply now. I hate mm -hmm. that because every time I've heard somebody, why didn't they comply? Okay, don't well, every, what is com what is complying now? What is complying? Complying has completely been demolished. Now compliance is up here. They can comply every level, mm -hmm. and it seems like compliance right. always get pushed further. Look, well, here, you don't have the same reality a lot of times that we do, and we're not hating you for that. We're just saying, and and, and but and that's not unfortunately that hasn't been everybody's reality. Right. So. I just want to throw this out there before we leave. Um, you brought up a good point, Jay Will. Um, you know, uh, John Purvis. I was talking yeah, yeah. to him one day, and he and his wife were thinking about adopting a black baby, and. He actually asked me, we had the conversation one day, um, this was when this got, this whole, you know, black people being killed by cops on a regular basis thing got really out and first started getting out of hand. He, they, he said that they had to rethink the whole idea because he realized, I'm going to have to teach my black son as a white man how to do things that I don't have to teach my other two white children. Yeah. And that's what and, I mean, yep. that's and so that's A, I just want to say that the fact that he had to think about that is a problem. B, that problem stems from the fact that unfortunately a lot of times black people, specifically black men, are portrayed as being the more vigilant, the more violent, the more uh, aggressive and Sure, there may have been cases in the past where that's been true, but I think part of that is because of the, the portrayal. Um, it's not, it, I don't think it's been out of any idea that, you know, we just want it to be that way. I think it's because the portrayal has been given, and for some people, they think that that's all that they have, that's all that they can be. And I also think that a big part of the solution is really coming to a point where we really start being intentional about moving past and looking past stereotypes in every way possible. I'm not saying that everybody's going to be able to get the benefit of the doubt. That's a, that's right. too difficult that's to not, be able yeah. to, you know, <laughs> but we have to be able to start somewhere and look, I got, I got in a car accident in 2013. 
I was in the hospital. I got hit by a drunk driver. I was in the hospital waiting in the waiting room, and a cop pulled me to the side, asked if he could speak to me. And he seemed a little, you know, on edge slightly or whatever, but, you know, just sort of cautious of me. And he took my license and registrations and whatnot and asked me why I was in the hospital. And um, he went and ran my, my information, and he came back and brought my license back to me and said, okay, you're good. Just, uh, you look like somebody I was looking for. That in itself, he may not have been intentionally trying to be racist or anything like that, but that sort of situation, that bothered me because I was already taught to be cautious of police officers. Unfortunately, not every black person is. Obviously, that's something that should, that should be, that's something that, yes, we think should be obvious to all black people. But unfortunately, it's not because you have black people that have grown up in an era right now where you think that shouldn't be a problem. Mm. So some of us don't realize that. And me being in that situation, that bothered me a lot. And now I'm even more paranoid of police officers. And that's a problem. So I think until we can get to a point where, like I said, he was probably just doing his job. I'm not saying he was being racist, but I am saying that. Once we, uh, part of the solution is starting to look past stereotypes and actually trying to talk, have an actual conversation first. One other thing, let me say this. There, you know, I'm not going to paint the picture that there is no racism in law enforcement because that's a lie. There is. That's the heart of those people. But not every cop is that way. Exactly. Yeah. And so exactly. the thing is, as, as a citizen or anybody, if you're stopped, at least do what the officer says. Don't give them a reason to think you're up to something that you're not right because that's from what i've seen a lot of times that has been the issue because you know i've stopped oh you're gonna shoot me you dude really Mm. and now all of a sudden it changes what would have been a simple conversation hey how you doing Mm. because we're just doing foot patrol now your comment leads me to believe something else is going on Mm. that could have been just avoided just by you know just the other night we were um, or when I say other night, it's been you know a while, but um, working with a police officer on crime suppression for um, there were a lot of vehicles that had been broken in. Guys in the neighborhood where the problems happening, three o'clock in the morning, walking up the street. Mm. You know, mm. what you doing out here? I'm leaving my, I just leaving work. Where do you work at? I'm a brick mason. Dude, it's three o'clock in the morning. You was laying bricks, really? That right there is suspicious. <laughs> and then we, you know, okay. Can, let's see ID identify who you are we'll let you on your way for 20 minutes he raising cane finally after he I guess he didn't got all his rocks off tells us who he is thank you have a nice day we just want to verify who you are I think I think too though for certain populations deal with certain things that cause them to have stress and anxiety about certain encounters just like law enforcement has that same stress and anxiety I think some folks African-American males, they have anger that they don't know what to do with because of the way they've been treated. And that is something that they need to find a way to deal with because giving it to the police is not the answer. Right. Being disrespectful to the police is not the answer. You may have anger issues. You may have frustration issues with how your life is here in America, but complaining about it to the police or being disrespectful is not the answer. Everyone has problems. Right. We all have problems. And I appreciate Beth for putting it out there, if we really want to work toward a better community, we have to 
hang out with people who are different than Thank us you. and try to have an open mind and understand those differences as opposed to being so closed and angry and upset and frustrated but unwilling to open up and try to figure out where are some of these problems coming from? How can I learn from you? Mm. How can you learn from me? And how can we work together to have a better community? Mm. Because if we are unwilling to work together, mm-hmm. we are doing nothing for ourselves. You mean the whole wheat and the wheat and the light bright bread, y'all? And on that, yeah, yeah, bad. I learned about seasoned soul. Seasoning yes, seasonings. One of my friends taught me how to fry chicken. In- yes, yes, we come to the house with a fried chicken. I am not making to, it for you. And we, you can make it up my house. Chicken. And well, we watching coming Don't to America. Don't worry about it. We got you, babe. We got. Hey, we gonna we gonna watch coming to America while eating your fried chicken. Okay. Um, y'all spread peace and love, y'all. Hey, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I think we started the conversation really good. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I just realized like halfway through the show, I was like, dude, this is like a three parts. We no, we gonna do this one time. I mean, I, I, we just can't keep revisiting that right. part of it. Yeah. yeah. So, brother C, right? We need to know what's going on in that state house about getting this, making sure this doesn't seep its way here. Because um, bad relationships, right. a, a bad relationship is the fault of all in that relationship. Yeah. Right. So. Um, so we have to so we have to fix it from all angles. So yes, we have to change the stereotypes. Mm. Please have to change those stereotypes in their mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we have to change the stereotypes in ours. Right. Yep. And you, you, so we've talked a lot about a lot of things, but we're gonna have to get in get in this table and really be But real. David, it's not just yeah. the state house. It's it's the city PD, right. it's the county PD, mm-hmm. it's the troopers on the road. We've got to be connected. The 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 dots have to be connected all the way around. You mean the whole ballot counts? There you go. <laughs> if you don't if you don't believe me, look at who we have occupying the White House and who he appointed as Attorney General and what they've done so far. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Absolutely, absolutely. Till next time, y'all. Goodness gracious. Yeah. My goodness. Hair grease. And shouts out to design. Um we we yeah, that Seattle mom thing was gonna take us way somewhere else. Uh, mm. so we, we that might be later. It might be mm. something later. Till next week, y'all. Feel free to think freely. Feel free to think freely. Do free. Shout out. <laughs> Sweet Jesus Christ is real. Oh. I love all y'all. <laughs> are we? Are we? Really yeah, what you think about it? I love all y'all. Right, right, right. Turn that off. My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Sway into the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today